Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 72, Maple Syrup, Asparagus, and DNF. Well, good morning, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave, and I've been thinking... It is the last week in April. It is a beautiful morning. I am out for a sunrise walk with the brown dog. The, uh, the, the trees are starting to bud. So the earliest maples are getting leaves. The oaks are all got red tips on them. Little red buds that'll turn into flowers. It'll turn into pollen. It'll start people's allergies. Oh, the sunrise is coming up. It is just lighting the very tops of the tallest trees right now. So I'm walking in the shadows, kind of the, the, the bright shadows of early morning along the, along the road near my vernal pool, home of salamanders and turtles. And yesterday I saw a pair of, of mallard ducks, a brilliantly colored male mallard duck next to the more drab a brown female there's a in this vernal pool there's a couple of knobby rocks that stick out and on summer days i might see a painted turtle sunning itself on the on the rocks as i've been wondering or not wondering i've been thinking about how to everything there is a time to everything there is a season and we people like to think we're in charge of our schedules. Like, I like to believe I have some sense of control. Oh, and as schedules go by, here goes the school bus. There's a schedule that is different. Some, the, the youth in town are waking up and realizing they need to be getting ready for school. Wow, it's 10 minutes after 6. That is an early school bus ride. The, the, the bus was just cruising. Maybe it's going to its starting point before it starts its day. But to everything, there's a season, right? Like, and spring is a time of rebirth, and there's lots of newness in the world, and all the plants are green. Yesterday, it was pouring rain, not, not especially cold, like it was in the 50s, so it wasn't, wasn't miserably cold. And it occurred to me that it was going to be my last opportunity to weed my asparagus bed. So asparagus is a perennial plant, so it comes back year after year. And uh, and in the fall, I cut back the old stalks and things like that. But it, I don't really do much to weed it or cover it or protect it from weeds. So I have this, this one opportunity, and it's basically in early April if I don't weed it now. Um, because once the stalks start coming up, it's really hard to, to get in there and weed without breaking and damaging them. And so I realized that yesterday was my first oppor- or my last opportunity to weed and pulling weeds in the rain is a piece of cake compared to when it's dry because the, the soil is loose and the, the things just come out much more easily. And so I set a bucket in the middle of my asparagus bed and sat on that and just kind of pivoted around and did all the weeding. And it only took an hour. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a huge burden. But I was thinking what, that here's something that if I don't do it now, like in mid-April, then it's too late. You can't do it, and it will make life just a little bit harder. And uh, my son, who lives up in Maine and has a few sugar maple trees on his property, he did 
maple syruping this this spring and that's something that you don't control right when the seasons change and the sap is running you have to uh have to take advantage at that time you have to set up your your buckets collect the sap and then once a week he would boil it all off and make maple syrup fill up all the mason jars and uh that is something we don't control. So I'm not, I'm not truly a farmer. I don't spend a lot of time growing vegetables, but uh, this time of year, there are certain things that need being done or they will, if you don't do them, you miss out. Like you can't, you can't wait a month and then uh, collect your sap for maple syrup. If you don't do it while the sap is running, you're, you miss your opportunity. Actually, now that I think of it, that was there's a, a coincidence with the that giant ship that was trapped in the Suez Canal, the Ever Given, that they they kind of lucked out, that all things came together. You know, I think it was three and a half days into the into the havoc that was created, but it's a combination of the spring full moon, high tide, and some other weather conditions that said, okay, we're gonna it'll be maximizing the water level in the canal and so those natural conditions said this is our shot let's do it and they were able to float float that giant container ship out of the Suez Canal so as much as people tried and worked hard for a couple of days to solve that problem what it really took was the uh, mother nature to step in and, and come through in a way that no people controlled I mean they could predict it you know when the, you know when that high tide's going to be but you can't can't control it. You don't get to say, ah, oh, we could use an extra foot of water right now. But that's what they needed. Anyway, more later, but I've just been thinking about how nice it is to have the seasons come and seasons go and be ready to react and do what's necessary to maximize the, the goodness in the world. More later. Bye. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave, and I've been thinking. It's two weeks since I was thinking about maple syrup and asparagus. Wow, time flies. Keeping busy. So it is currently Mother's Day weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all of you who are mothers, all of you who have mothers, or all of you who spend time with mothers of children. Happy Mother's Day. It is a good day to celebrate the people who make amazing sacrifices and investments in our children so that those children can go on to do cool and interesting and awesome things. So, happy Mother's Day. I was thinking about running, but also thinking about nature, and I was thinking about how the the leaves and the trees that were just budding two weeks ago are gorgeous right now. Yesterday, I think I've shared this with you, but all winter long, I have tried to go for a hike once a week with some friends. So just kind of a good outdoor safe thing. And uh, actually of that group of friends, I am the the final person to be vaccinated in the group. My, my second jab will be next week. That is great. And so it is nice to be out and not feel as at risk. You know, we, we understand how the statistics work, but I, I feel like if I am hanging out outdoors with people who are fully vaccinated, we can do our normal outdoor running and hiking activities. 
And uh, so it had been once a week in the winter because conditions were crummy for doing other things. But as spring has come around and there have been days for long runs and other fun stuff, our hikes have gotten more intermittent. And so I think we're locking into a once a month goal for kind of the summertime. And yesterday we did something big and uh, we had hypothesized going out to Mount Greylock in Western Massachusetts, the highest summit in the Commonwealth. And, uh, and I wimped out. I wimped out because of drive time. I was like, yeah, it was supposed to rain, which it didn't. So I can't blame the weather. Um, I wimped out because I thought it was going to be uh, a long three-hour drive back from Mount Greylock, cold and wet. Um, and instead, we did a six-plus-hour hike in the Blue Hills outside Boston and did a, a great big out-and-back with a little bit of a bonus loop. And it was hard work and good fun, and it's just amazing. So. Blue Hill, which is kind of on the edge of the town of Quincy and Milton. Um, God, it's like 10 miles from downtown Boston. And we saw some people, but the trails were not crowded. Like it was definitely getting out into nature, even though every time we were on a summit, we could see the skyline and it was, we were on the skyline trail. Um, it was good fun and hard work and went with my two friends, Andy and Rob, and we're definitely definitely pushing physical limits like of endurance like not not a lot of people are used to doing six hour endurance activities and so uh it was it was excellent very much appreciate that we saw some two we think two it might have been the same one twice pileated woodpeckers these this bird was huge it was probably 14 inches head to tail great big red head head it was not afraid of us. It was pretty close to us. It was an absolutely gigantic woodpecker. It was very interesting to see out on the hike. And then there were lots and lots of people with dogs. And uh, I wanted to bring my dog, but it's hard. I can't commit her to a six-hour hike. Like, that's a, that's a long, long time on feet for my 11-year-old canine. So, uh, so Brown Dog stayed with her doggy friends while I went off for my hike. Last weekend was the Providence Marathon, and what a great thing to see that an in-person activity could go and be done and follow the protocols and be safe and have people joyously out there running with strangers. It really feels like people are being smart and but still taking advantage of the, the benefits of group activities like that. There's so much psychological and emotional benefit. And the running of the Providence Marathon last weekend gave me a flashback to calendar year 2015 when I was attempting to run the Providence Marathon, attempting, and it was my second road marathon, and my most catastrophic DNF did not finish. I had trained really well. I was trying to qualify for Boston, so my goal was to run a 325, three hours and 25 minute marathon. And I trained and I prepared. And it, here's an interesting thing about a late spring, early summer marathon in New England. Because in 2015, it was the same as it was last week. We'd had a cool, not too warm, pretty mild spring. So a really good spring for training. So March and April were great for training. But then the day of the marathon was the first warm dry and really breezy day like 
really good conditions to become dehydrated if that if you had just trained in cooler more moist less dehydrating conditions for the last two months and uh i did a bunch of yard work last sunday when the Marath providence marathon was happening um, because as much as running in a crowd is deemed acceptable acceptable going and cheering on the sidelines was discouraged so i did not go and cheer i i stuck around and did my yard work here um but the conditions were almost identical. And so my DNF, I was cruising along and there was there were pacer groups. There's like a three three hour and thirty minute pacer and a three hour and fifteen minute pacer. And I my goal was three twenty-five. And so I was like, oh, I'll go at the three fifteen group, even though I knew better. And ten minutes faster is not a small amount in a marathon. And so I was cruising along with the 315 group, and I even remember seeing on the side, the roadside, um, a, a friend of ours who's the cr high school cross country coach. And at mile 16, he's like, "Dave, you're looking great." And I was cruising along. I was still at the 315 group. I'm like in my head thinking, "Wow, this is going to be great. I am like so much blowing past my goal. I am doing awesome." And then somewhere between mile 19 and mile 20, like this is when people say, "Oh, they hit the wall or they bonked." Well, I did all of the above, and I, I was carrying water with me. Like, I never, I never felt dehydrated, but uh, somewhere between mile 19 and mile 20, I stopped running and started walking, and then I started walking in kind of a wavy line that made me look like I was in a drunken stupor, and I was completely dehydrated, and then all of a sudden, I was horizontal, and, uh, and then my stomach was upset, and... Uh, I was very, so just after mile 20, that's, there was actually a medical support area right there. And the, the fine EMTs would not let me leave until my blood pressure was appropriate. And I had to drink two liters of water. Um, they actually would have happily jabbed a, a, a saline bag in my arm. And I'm like, no, no, I'll, I'll just drink water. So it took longer, but I, I had to drink two liters of water to get my blood pressure back to normal. And, uh, yeah, crazy dehydration. And one of my, you could say that was one of my worst races ever, but I learned more from that DNF. I learned more from that failure or from this, the mistakes I made that day than I could possibly have learned otherwise. Like you can, I can tell you this story and someone's still going to make this mistake. And I can, I could read an article about a person going through this kind of training and having this kind of DNF experience. And still, until you actually, you know, reach your hand out and touch the hot stove to know that you should never do that again, it's really a hard lesson to learn. And, uh, and I learned it in 2015. And so I've done a bunch of marathons since and a bunch of ultra marathons. And my planning and preparation and my sticking to the plan is really a hundred times better now than it was back then. And, uh, and so I guess, I guess my, my thought is it really, really was miserable at the time. And, uh, and I don't wish that on anyone. Um, but afterwards regrouping, pausing and saying, okay, what did I learn from this experience? I learned more from that than, than from almost any other sporting activity or event that I've participated in. And, uh, and I think that's true in life too. So not just in running, but like sometimes you get to a point where like, okay, 
that that situation is done and now what are the lessons I'm going to learn and how can I move forward from here in a in a positive way and uh and so I'm going to I'm going to share some sad news that I'm not sure everybody who hears this will have heard before but um but so I am experiencing another DNF in my life which is my my marriage is coming to a conclusion um my wife and I have decided to put an end to that and move in separate directions and I'm in the same boat I'm like okay what lessons can I learn what can I do better moving forward how can I how can we both continue to be good parents to our amazing kids and uh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna learn some lessons and try to become a better a better person on the other side and uh yeah so that that has been the other DNF that I've been dealing with for the past 12 months. And, you know, I generally in this forum try to be cheerful and positive and uh, always shining a light moving forward. And I will continue to do that. But I wanted to at least let folks know that I life is not always rainbows and unicorns. Life is not always sunshine and happiness. But if you build a team around you that can provide good support, then you can get through some really, really challenging hard times. Um, a year ago, so last April, I put out a podcast that were 10, 10 things I was doing for mental health, kind of, kind of trying to remain positive in the early stages of the pandemic. And I thought the most important lesson that I included in there, or the most important thing, was curating my mind, like curating the content that was coming into my head, like making sure that I was reading the books I wanted to read or listening to podcasts or ta- hearing about interviews or, or even watching a TV show like The Good Place or something like that, that I was doing it with intent. Like I was not doom scrolling through social media or, you know, watching something on YouTube and then finding myself deep in a YouTube rabbit hole of of insignificance. Um, so curating my mind. And I think what I'm adding to that this spring is curating my people time and saying, you know what, I'm going to be intentional and go out and spend time with these friends that I want to be with and kind of have, make opportunities because you have to make them for yourself, um, to spend time with people who are positive and who want to do things with joy and happiness and uh, and they don't have to be just people as I sit here and watch my brown dog trot across the dew-covered grass and scratch her collar. Um, yeah, the, spend your time with people who make you happy and spend your time helping make other people happy. That is my goal. So thank you for letting me share. Forgive me for the downer, but I thought I would put that out there. Um, just to let people know where I am. My training's going great. Loving the hiking. It's been really good as I prepare for Mount Washington coming up in June. And, uh, and then I will have a 24-hour race in August. So, from southeastern Massachusetts, in the May morning sunshine, I hope you are all well. This is Just Plain Dave from southeastern Massachusetts. Happy trails, my friends.